0: We are Living by the Word Ministries, a non-profit organization dedicated to one cause. That cause is the truth given in the Holy Bible, which we believe is the inerrant and infallible Word of God conferred to man to live by. We let the Word of God be the final authority as to what is or is not true. We strongly feel that if we do not expose false doctrine, we only encourage it. This ministry is designed to challenge you from an apologetic point of view, 1 Peter 3.15, instructs us to always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. This is Michael Tinsley. Please stay tuned while we arm you, the believer, to keep living by the word. It's the noble thing to do. Well, 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 yes, indeed. It's a noble thing to do to keep living by the word. What a super opportunity for us to Come together at this time weekly to be able to join in with questions and answers from a biblical perspective. My name is Darryl EZD Fulton, one of the teammates of the Bible Information Brokers, and we'll be introducing the other teammates momentarily and giving you an opportunity to um, join in with us. But right now, I'll just open up in a word of prayer to um, sort of filter this broadcast with God's grace and to uh, glorify and honor Him in doing the same. So, if you would be so kind, if you believe it, believer, please uh, bow with me as we go before the throne. Father God, we just thank you for the privilege of, of life. I don't want to take that for granted, Father God. So many people um, throughout this world is no longer living. But we are living. We're among the living. So I'm going to ask that you would help us with our mindset to be able to set aside those things that would disturb us for the next couple of hours to join together in this particular format on this broadcast to be able to come to you, to learn from you, from the perspective of what does the Bible say about the various things and issues that are going on with uh everyone in the listening audience, and also with the uh, the staff here at Bible Information Brokers. As we proceed in this uh, privilege and this opportunity, we're going to ask and pray that, Father God, you would, um, by your spirit, help us. We need your help. We need your help to glorify you. It's just like a little kid needing money because they're not old enough to buy presents for their parents. We need your help, Father God, to glorify you in all that we do. And even in particular in this broadcast with the questions that will come in and the answers that we will provide, will they please, please, please work with us, Lord, to glorify you? And when you're glorified, we're certainly going to be edified and that we will learn from what thus saith the Lord about the various subject matters that will come through through this question-and-answer format. So without further ado, Father God, I'm just going to ask and pray that you would then again be with us as we set ourselves aside and no those things that will disturb us for the next couple of hours and join at this table and feast on your word through the question and answer format. We thank you for the privilege. We thank you for the honor to work in your kingdom in Jesus precious and matchless name. Amen. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, let me do this. I'm going to give you some information whereby you can join us. If listen to us about whatever method of the various formats and platforms that we have for you to be able to send your question in, We will give that to you right now. One of the ways that you can do it immediately is by going on the Internet. If you have access to the Internet, you can send us questions by way of Facebook, which we are live, and I see that live sign on the Facebook here on the computer that we are live and waving at you in Facebook land. Um, that Facebook, you can send questions, and you can also share that you're listening to us by way of Facebook with all of your contacters on your Facebook um, address that you have. So Facebook, our email at our .com website address, and also tweeting us, messengering us questions, all those formats is Bible Info Brokers, the address. The address is Bible Info Brokers for Facebook, emailing us questions at our .dot .com website, tweeting us questions, or even messengering us questions, which we'll be dealing with a couple of those questions uh, that we have from during the week. Like I've asked people, to, don't wait till Sunday to send your questions, and you can do that during the week. So, again, Bible Info Brokers for Facebook, email, or tweet or you can actually start dialing right now. You can start dialing the number and talk with Eric, one of our teammates. Gabriel got all this engineering stuff going for us. Eric's ready to receive your phone call. Simply dial 888-995-KKLA. That's 888-995-KKLA, or numerically translated, 888-995-5552. 888-995-5552 for you to call in with your open and your honest question, and we want to give you a biblical response. And also now, without further ado, you have all that information about the Facebook, email, tweet, what have you, and also the phone number to start calling Eric. Call right now in the beginning of the broadcast. Let's get these phones set up so that we can have a seamless show and get as many questions as we can ask and answer. And right now, I'm in my studio, in-studio partner, Brian Allen. How you doing, brother? Doing well, Daryl. How you doing, man? Doing well for you. You, know, you heard a little shout-out we gave you last week. No, I, I I didn't hear it. You didn't hear it? Did you have to check the Facebook page? People would actually um, give you some praise or actually give an every more praise than you for
1: well, the toleration of 25
0: yeah. years, man. Yeah, uh-huh. wow! You know how I did you. I mean, I, I wouldn't ever throw you under the bus, but congratulations <laughs> hey, again, my brother. You, you wouldn't throw me under. Uh, hold on, who is it? Who is, who is that guy <laughs> here in the background? Just can't control himself. That,
1: that laugh means you ain't must a I don't even see the. I don't even see his number up there. Oh.
0: Yeah, that's true. Man, we, Craig, this is you, you're like from the spirit world, man. We don't even yeah, see your. It doesn't, number. doesn't even show you up on, show the board. That you're on the board. But you know what? Since you joined in, that, that voice you heard with that hefty laugh. Professor Craig Hawkins, I affectionately call him PCH. PCH, how you doing, brother? You're back from your break, huh? Oh,
2: Daryl, Daryl, Daryl.
0: <laughs> you not only threw him under the bus, you backed up over him about
2: ten different times. Oh, hey, uh-huh.
0: I was so genuine and, and happy for the uh, uh, young couple. <laughs> what did I say? Young
2: couple. <laughs> and, and Brian, reason, not that she wouldn't get, get that, Mary's you know, credit, but... Daryl said something to the effect of "It was all her having to put up with you for twenty five years, so oh, that's why she got great praise." I'm pretty sure that it was something like that. So something no like idea. that. Yeah,
0: we have to go back and check the tape on that. You know, I'm well, going to withhold any further comment until I check the tape. Well, I got some nice your
2: age, I know you.
1: I got some nice comments uh, during Bible study this week, so there that was kind of cool. But, um, but one thing, one thing I like about Daryl, I mean, he he. Tells it like it is. He I can like, dish it out,
0: but I can take it, too, That Yeah,
1: he can dish it out. He you got to sensitive. <laughs> but when he has that laugh, then I, then I know something's going on. Oh, uh, uh, look, my laugh, your smile,
0: and Craig cannot control himself. He was cracking up back there, and we even, I'm telling you, man, it's weird to see somebody coming from the back. I'm about to say, you guys got to get the professor on the phone because we don't have him here, but he's here. Peace yeah, station. that, you that, that is the first time I've ever seen yeah, that. Is,
1: this is weird, this is
0: weird. A little transition for the studios here. Anyway, PCH, how you doing, brother? You okay? Yes. Good, good, good. Now, I'm going to ask this question, and we can move on with it. Did the team that you thought was going to win the Super Bowl, I even know the results, did the team that you think was going to win win, Brian?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Correct? Well, it, oh, was, here we pretty go.
2: it was pretty evident they were going to win. I mean, the question should be, for me, is, Give the team I want to win, win. Okay. The answer
0: would be no. Oh, that would be no on that, huh? Okay, very good. What no, about? No, I mean, the rounds are fine, but, I mean, come on. Cincinnati, how long has it been? 135 and- years. Mm-hmm.
2: <laughs> You think you think the last three previous years of let's say won two games of these it's a miracle. They're even alive, let alone wow. contending in the Super Bowl.
0: You know, it's interesting that guy that was announcing Chris, the wide receiver, back in the day. He played in the last Super Bowl that Cincinnati was in, and here he is hanging around. Look at—he looking he kind of young too. You know, it, it,
1: it is funny because a uh, couple—I heard a couple. Well, from people I know, couple—they ran into him a couple of times and uh-huh. he just said. Not a pleasant person at Not, all. Well,
0: hey, he was he was an interesting wide receiver. No, that.
1: Chris Collinsworth, Collinsworth. Yeah. Collinsworth. No, he was good. He was yeah, a good
0: player. Yeah, good player. But you know, you have to have a little you know a little something something about you. Hey, Craig, what about your son? What about, okay. what about What did Josh's team win? No, same thing.
1: Oh, okay, it's father
0: and son staying together. Okay, well. But
1: but here's the thing. When time? When was the last time the Los Angeles Rams won?
0: They only won two in, in their lifetime, too, Craig. So it's now two and two.
1: But but see, the last time they won in the last time they was in Los Angeles was in nineteen fifty something. They won as the St. Louis Rams, oh, but they right. didn't win Kurt as a, Yeah, but they yeah. didn't win as the Los Angeles Rams.
0: But in, in the franchise history, that's their second one, Craig. So at least they're two and two now for both teams.
2: No, I, I get that, and, and I'm not saying the Rams weren't good and probably didn't deserve, especially with that. One where the guy didn't get called, where he, it looks like he clearly face masked the guy, right? And he So, I mean, that the Rams won. I mean, that was the expected. The, the odds were in their favor with that defensive yeah.
1: line. That yeah. defensive line is unreal.
2: Oh yeah, but but you got to give well to both of them. Not great quarterbacks. I mean, yes, yeah. You know, I I just was I just wanted as underdogs more Cincinnati. That's all. Okay, no problem. Yeah. Well, you know what. Here's what we I'm also... A, I'm an old... Sorry, I'm an
0: old Boomer Sison fan. So uh, they, uh, the Boomer. The Boomer. He was <laughs>
1: well, tough dude. Yeah, all of them. Good was. announcer, too. Very,
0: very, very interesting, guys. We have to... You know, one of these days when we take about another five minutes to do sports on the show, we'll see what else you think about some various sporting things. Well, days. you
1: know, uh, it, it's funny. I, I bet you if we ask this... If we ask the callers to call in about sports, the lines would probably. Oh, just, oh, what you
0: trying to say, Brian? They'd probably that all they, light up.
1: That people might be more interested in sports
0: than they are in the things of God. Oh, from that worry. perspective. We, we don't have a call yet. And this, well, you know, we don't even con- have according to the sheet. We don't even have Craig up here. Craig's not even yeah. here, but we hear his voice. So let's. I tell hey, you hey, what. Hey, hey. Hey. No, I mean only, only, only your little spot there. You know, Yeah, only, only we don't even screen. know what
1: we don't know what line you're on. Yeah. We don't. Well, I see a... the line over here, but it's
0: not translating here. So you oh. know, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna refresh this. But anyway, let's do this. I'm coming. To, I'm coming to you in the spirit. Yes, you are, my brother. And I'm, now, you know what? That's an excellent question. And those of you out there that's listening to us by radio waves, and you are uh, a person that may be a believer in Jesus Christ, we want to hear from you in regards to anything that's going on in your life that you may. Um, want to ask a question things are happening in your life and all seriousness things are happening all of our lives and we can actually kind of um have the broadcast with brian craig and myself can ask a bunch of questions eric and gabriel can ask a bunch of questions but this is actually for the listening audience for you and for us to be able to um work together as far as uh, uh, the team that's why everybody's on the team so if you do your part and we do our part then i think god will be glorified and people will be edified in regards to the issues of life right yeah.
1: You know, it's funny, Daryl, um, there was a question I, that I had on um, during the week, but because of my age, <laughs> I, when I have to start doing what I do, like when I call somebody and I have to leave a message, when I write their name down and I put down why I call them, because if I don't, they'll call me back later in the day. <laughs> Hey, Brian, you call me. What you calling for? Go, oh, my know. goodness. I can't remember. <laughs> hey, Craig. Now, I'm the oldest of the group
0: of us three, uh, of us four, actually, and everybody in here I'm older than, and I don't do that, Brian, but what I do do, because I can't read my writing, is to text myself uh, whatever I may have done and call somebody or whatever so I can have that information. Just a little hint, you know, right. to a younger Thank man, you. older man to younger if, man.
1: Speaking of age, Eric just had a birthday a few, couple of days ago, I think.
0: Did he have one last year at the same time?
1: Yeah, right about then. Okay, yeah.
0: You guys keep having these birthdays the same day. At least it's not confusing. Anyway, 888 is the number. You can call the birthday boy Eric and talk with him. He'll set you up with your question. Everything else is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers for um, questions by way of Facebook email us at a .com website or even messengering us questions. As a matter of fact, here's a question for Messenger uh, we got during the week, and I encourage folks don't just wait till Sunday, but all during the week, when you have a question, you can go to our Facebook page, you can go to our website and send us a question in that way, and we'll get it and have it ready for the broadcast. We can start the broadcast with your question. We'll kind of just take them in order uh, as we see fit. So, let's do this. Angie uh, sent a, a question by Messenger maybe about Wednesday, and she's asking a question It's a very interesting question. Kind of into what I'm going to be talking about later on if I can, get, if I have time for my question myself is that she's saying that the Ten Commandments that was written in the Old Testament um, were they just geared towards um, men? Were they, were, do they even count towards women? She said because since women were inferior, let me read it just like she said it she said, good afternoon gents, my question is this, were the Ten Commandments only written to men at that time seeing that women were inferior? Thank you for your reply don't let you guys take care of this how about that uh, anniversary man
1: no i don't I, <laughs> it, it, I don't think they were just for men at all um i think they were for for all the um, all the uh uh israelites so uh that's, that's i don't see anywhere in the bible where it, you know they say the ten commandments were just for uh just for men and the thing is uh you know when uh they, when they were let out of uh, Egypt, you know, it wasn't just the men that left. It was it was the women as well. And so, uh, I, again, I don't see, and I've never heard anything like that. So, my my understanding is that they were for everyone.
0: Okay,
1: PCA, do you have anything contrary to that? No, not not at all. No, but I think Brian's absolutely
2: right. I mean. Some of them may, have, may have, because of the patriarchal societies, applied more to men, but but it was still written for both. I mean, women can <laughs> women can murder somebody just as as much as a man can, and all the sins and so no No, they they apply all the way down down the line. I mean, at least traditionally, there were certain crimes that men tend to commit more, but that's being faced to today. Now I know it's not a question but but it still was for both otherwise think of it the, the women could do whatever they want, and they would wouldn't be a sin so it, it applied to apply it applied it applies to both it just some of them men are more likely to commit, but for that matter, there's some sins women are more likely mm-hmm. to commit but but now. It's kind of like health, heart attacks, strokes, and all that. (laughs) We're equal opportunities, so women are getting that, actually having those now about as much as men are. Still not quite the same, but it's it's definitely come closer, um, because as they participate, and there should be equality. I mean, I want to be clear and careful, and I would argue that the Bible and Christianity has done more for that than any, any other movement, any other religion, for the uh the, the stature of women, it's Christianity has greatly uh, improved their lot. I know some women may not think that, but I'm just like, look at history. Sorry, it's it's definitely the case.
0: Yeah. Well, I appreciate that, gentlemen. Ladies and gentlemen, again, um, we have open lines for you to call at 888 Triple eight nine nine five 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 two. If you want to call in with your open honest question, we want to give you the biblical response. Um, everything else is Bible info. Brokers Facebook, email us or tweet. And Brian's checking the um, the Facebook page now. Let's see if we have any questions. But one of the things I do want to bring up, Craig and Brian, and listening audience, is um, about the church, and it's, it's kind of stemming from a little bit from what uh, Angie was saying in her question about was the Old Testament and uh, the, the Ten Commandments written for men. Uh, you know, this is being Black History Month in um, in February in the United States. Uh, as we go through this month, I've been, I've been thinking about a lot of different things from uh, the perspective of having any history month for any ethnicity. And you know, in our beginning of our broadcast, we've talked about this subject before about the difference between race and uh, ethnicity and how we have that word. I wish we just straightened it out. All messed up, and it was just interesting today at church. You know, pastor was talking about from ephesians 2 in regards to how the bible talks about just what we say in the opening of our broadcast there is just one race the human race and even in the church it seemed like this more compelling that we emphasize that and make sure that we're doing what we're doing because through Christ and what he did on the cross and then creating uh, the situation for the church, that the church brought together groups that were basically what, the uncircumcised and the circumcised, the uh, uh, the, the, the the Jews and the Gentiles coming together as one, and even as you go on without, throughout the, uh, the word of God about that, is that we're no longer in Christ anything other than one, New organism, if I can use that word. I don't even know what's it's a proper word to use for the church, but we're just one group now. And then if anybody should be emphasizing and doing much for the, I'm going to use the word racism, even though I really mean ethnicism, if there is such a word. The church seems to be uh, in history, Craig uh, and Brian, problematic in this area. It seems like everybody goes, and, I, and when I say problematic, only in the sense that, if you' got such a serious problem in the in the in the community we live in in the world we live in with all this ethnic stuff that goes on shouldn't the church by just by definition be the place where people can abode and abide whereby this is never an issue
1: you it's funny you say that Daryl because I, I look at um in the uh in the time of Christ when Christ died for everyone mm-hmm you know there was a group that basically um you know they were saying that it, hey he just died for us you you guys aren't a part of it uh, the gentiles aren't a part of it and they wanted to you know it, it's kind of like they wanted to be that special group that or be in that special club that nobody else can be in except for except for the jews and they had a problem with um jesus saying in uh the teaching of that the gentiles are also saved as well yeah. that you know the the jews weren't any superior insofar as their salvation uh than the gentiles
0: and, ju- and I, th- I think Greg, and i throw it to you just because we and i say this about any belief system I don't take the belief system and judge it by the execution of those that say they believe, but I want to get into the meat and potatoes of what the belief system is organically or from the standpoint of however they came to be and learn what they should be regardless of anybody's executing properly what thus saith the Lord, what thus say Islam, what thus say uh Zari Asterism or whatever the belief system you have, I want to go back and see if it's exegetically correct in what they're doing. Are they living what they say they believe based upon what the belief system is in itself, not the execution of the people that do it? Do you guys have anything different in regards to that?
2: Well, I still think it's important that people do. If nobody lives up to the religion, there'd be a problem. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, but are there hypocrites in the Church? Are there not Christians in the what's called the visible Church? Yeah, some of them are not Christians, and some of them are just are clearly bigots and, and have been racist. And I'm, I don't want to excuse that. I'm, I don't even want to come close to that. I mean, it needs to be owned and repented of. But, of course, we're in a different subject matter because many people, not just who are listening, but would say, well... Yeah, but all, all the church is racist. They would argue that both capitalism and Christianity, which they believe uh, many believe breeds uh, capitalism, is is racist. Is systemically so. Is inherently so. Now we're off to the races in a number number of issues, mm-hmm. and it's not necessarily white people, but those who suffer from whiteness, and those can be people of color who are still to use the old term, an like Uncle Tom, or something like that. I mean. I mean, I've I've been, I mean, I have a lot of thoughts about this because it's, and I'm just going to say it's a smidgen here because I've talked about this before, but I not only teach ethics to graduate students, but I actually studied one of the universities I attended. My supervisor was a Marxist and was really into the, with this stuff. And so I've, I've heard this for years, and I teach not, don't teach it, but I teach on or about critical race theory because I teach jurisprudence, which is One of the classes I teach is philosophy of law, various perspectives on how one ought to adjudicate cases. What's philosophy of law? Technically, sorry, they want to say you distinguish adjudication from one's philosophy of jurisprudence, but in reality, they're almost one and the same. I'm going to argue, but at any rate, so now we're off to the races, and people would try to say (laughs) all kinds of things. Unless, unless, frankly, you're, you're a conspiracy theory, and all basically white people suffer from whiteness, and so on and so forth. And then there's the issue, some would say, only white people can be racist for various reasons. So on and so forth. Um, so I do care about what, but I do care about how the people live, but, but I also care about it's, it it's not either or, Dale. it's both and. Yeah, yeah, I the people should be consistent, and the religion. So, yeah, but but I, but I do get your point, and I want to concede to it, that there are people who've done things, even as a group, uh, in the name of Christianity, it was just dead wrong. The Bible's never taught it, and they they let their culture, a sinful culture, I might add, influence them more so. But I just want to say this: I think of people like that, Brian uh, uh how to be an anti-racist and other works like that. To him, there's n- there's no quote unquote, no middle ground and. He's on—he's on record. You can look it up on the internet, saying that this idea, this savior theology, is just all wrong, and it's, it is the source, indeed, of bigotry and racism. That uh, Jesus didn't die for people's sins. He, 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 Christianity is supposed to be about, he says, which is not true, about just "quote unquote" the liberation, of, particularly of the oppressed people and oppressed are only people of color, and it's basically almost all white people who are the oppressors. Um, so, um, and, but he's very clear that Jesus didn't die for sins. It, it's it, true religion not about uh, tony for sins. That's quote unquote savior theology, which he uses as a derogatory phrase. It's about freeing uh, allegedly groups of people. I think one more time, the oppressed, in quotes, uh, from from the oppressors and. I mean, to me, I mean, what a great system. I, and I say that tongue-in-cheek uh, facetiously because, of course, he wins because he, if you don't agree with him, that just proves you're a racist. So you're a racist. You might as well just admit it and own it and do the work And because because you're a racist. And it reminds me of the old conspiracy theories. Someone's trying to convince you that such and such a group is running the world and controls everything and, you're like, well, I'm not really sure about that. I'll, I'll listen to your arguments, but I don't really believe that. And they go, yo, see, they've already they've already gotten to yeah, but yeah. Uh, they, they're not falsifiable. These are uh, these are what are called viciously circular arguments, and they're not
0: falsifiable. I guess the whole problem I have with with anybody that's what I was saying about the execution of what one believes because uh, I, I sort of like the way the Bible says it in regards to. to I don't want the eloquence or the lack thereof of my word either being so eloquent that it would be required for me to be able to – live a life or whatever, even though I should live what I say I believe and I'd be hypocritical as you said about it. But the Bible even says that. That's not even an excuse for people not to understand what what God says about things just in their natural world, the way God uh, created us and built us. Uh, And I'm talking about this race stuff only, only because it's so prevalent in the news. I think it's just a... I don't know if I can even use this expression on the radio, so I won't. But I'll say this: it's a it's a uh, sort of a trick oration type move, and I think it's from the pit of hell in regards to how they use something that uh, was even dealt with for wait all the way back to what Cain and Abel type things when they were making distinctions between people, and then one would take out another one because of whatever the difference may be and whatever the reasons is. But it all gets back down to that one. Issue that we have, which is the sin issue. Which, well, go ahead. Yes, no, dear, I hear you, and I, I really love what Brian said. The, the Jews
2: thought that, that, that Christ only, uh, God only cared about them and nobody mm-hmm. else. In fact, there was a saying that. God made Gentiles of the Goyim just to stoke the fires of hell. Wow. I mean, the idea that one group of people is special over all others is is itself racist. Now, of course, racism is generally defined as, well, the people have the power versus those who don't, and I just don't buy that. Um, so this is kind of, there's an old saying, he who wins the debate is he who frames, he who who the, frames question. the question. <laughs> exactly. But, but, but yeah, and so, so only one group is sinful? That, that's preposterous all groups are simple. We're all messed up. There's no one group, subgroup, use any term you want, race, which I'm with you, Dale, go ethnicity, ethnic group, whatever, sexual preference, dot, dot, dot. There's no one group that's really good and everybody else is messed up. We're all messed up. And to me, part of being an adult is, yeah, dealing with oppression and wanting fairness, to be sure, but it's also owning your own stuff and being responsible. To me, I mean, the mark of being childish is uh, not taking responsibility. You know, I, why didn't you take out the trash? Why didn't you do this? I always got some goofball excuse uh, of why it is and how I was dealt the blow, and I I couldn't really help it and that and whatever. I think we should deal with injustice. Yes, I do, but we have to go through and define that and ask what what is injustice, what is unfair, what is racism, and you 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 can't just. Use these terms and not define them, because part of that will it predicts the outcome is again the way you define racism and so on and so forth. So, yeah. so Christian should be about about yes, we wanting all people to be treated. Equally, but I'll just say this now. Again, I said wasn't going to do this, and here I am uh, <laughs> doing the very thing. But You're serious, like, the difference between equality and equity—they're not the same thing. Right. And I don't believe Christianity teaches in which I'm not in favor of equity, uh, equal outcome. Because some people work harder. Should I give all my students the same grade when some goof off and go party, others uh, stay home and study the whole week or weekend or what have you? And they they should get the same grade? No, I believe they should get the same opportunity. And and those who work hard, and that should have, should have a level playing field, and should have no obstacles in their way, just as any other group to to reach the same results. But I don't believe it gives everybody the same results. Like I, I mean, you know, my kids, the ones that, when they were younger, and they misbehaved, when they didn't mind, when they didn't do they do, and one did. I give them the same the outcome? No,
0: no. Well, I think that uh, the God that created us kind of put it this way, and I just like the way he gets right down to it and says, he will not be mocked. God will not uh, have what you just said go on in life whereby you will reap what you sow. You will why will you do that because he's the ultimate judge who's going to judge the situation, and if we don't recognize i guess uh, I guess what i I have a a big thought about Brian about is any belief system Brian and the Craig listening audience does not have a consequence to actions. But yet an excuse like we had from the very beginning in the garden where Eve made an excuse or the devil made an excuse Mm -hmm. or Adam made an excuse. I mean, but I mean, I I think about this because I kind of when I read the Bible, I, I try to try to put myself in that same situation and say, wait a minute, Adam outdid everybody when he said, God is the woman you gave me. That, man, just close, you know how you say,
1: just bring down the curtain. He's the first one to throw someone under the bus.
0: Brian, that's what I was about to ask you, man. I know you're related to Adam, bro. <laughs> I know <laughs> Brian is definitely oh. on the first level related to Adam, because <laughs> that was it. I'm saying he threw his creator under the bus. Brian? Yes, well, sure. Let me, go, ahead, I'm sorry,
1: no, go ahead, Step great.
2: on you guys, but let me give you a contemporary example so people don't believe this. So – and the numbers have changed, and they change every year or maybe month to month. But last time I checked, uh, like the NBA is like 74, 75, (laughs) 78 percent people of color. And I'm not sure about the NFL, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's awfully high as well. Well, could you maybe, do? You want me to say, well, okay, it should be fifty-fifty. It should be equal, people of color, not people of color. Um, it's like that'd be you'd go that—that's nuts. It should be the people who are the best, who who worked hard. And as far as I'm concerned, if 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 the NFL, or the NBA was only one color or ethnicity or whatever. But they were the best players, then so be it. What would be wrong is if people are precluded because they're not of a certain color or ethnicity. In other words, I believe the best people sh- should play. I mean, c- let's be consistent here. Look, I played basketball, but I was never that good and I wasn't tall enough. Uh, but I was never NBA material. I mean, let's be honest here. Not that anybody's. Uh, you want to argue for it? I'll go ahead. But I mean, no, no, no seriously. wasn't it, I mean, it's preposterous. But I could say, well, you're discriminating against me because I'm not tall enough, because I can't jump enough, because I can't dunk the basketball. Or whatever. You go, look, buddy. That's this is the sport. It, 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 by definition, you, the people who are the best should play. Now, nobody should be excluded because of their ethnicity again or their color, their skin. Uh, but but clearly. It's biased. It's biased towards those who have the are the best, have the best skill, and everybody believes that. And anybody who says they don't is not telling the truth. Otherwise, okay, let's make every sport, let's make it equal opportunity. We'll decide how many ethnic groups there are, and we'll make every make sure every team is only proportioned to have uh, an exact. Let's just say it's. of each one let's just say there's only really 10 Mm -hmm. ethnic groups and so we'll have at least everyone has 10% of a given race or ethnicity as close as we can get to that nobody's going to do that it's not going to
0: happen. It's not, it's not even realistic.
2: Nobody's going to go along for that.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, you'll lose. Oh, well, put it on losing your audience as far as fans. You just lose your the whole the whole league. Now, since we're bringing up sports again, I'm going to tell you guys. You know, you guys know what I've been doing with this golf world, and I I had the nerve to come up with a system that I call the the perfect score in golf. And as I do the research on golf, and I've been doing it, I've been kind of disenchanted a little bit, but that's not stopping me from doing what I'm doing, Craig. But I don't know if you guys knew this, but golf had a, had a history of golf whereby the um the the pro tour back when it got started back in the 1800s uh late 1800s early 1900s did not allow or they was trying to not allow uh uh native americans and and blacks african americans and anybody they had a they had a clause called the caucasian only clause that was actually written in their bill of um uh what is it called those things the um in the corporate in the corporate world, Craig and Brian, what do you call it when you have your bylaws? It was in their bylaws in 1934, a mm-hmm. Caucasian only, and invitation only, so they can preclude people from getting into the, and playing their tournaments. Now, the other, I have, I'm kind of like mix, mixed emotions about this. If you're a private company, you want to do that, and that's what you want to do. Until we make laws that would go against it then you go ahead and do it and see how that works out for you. The problem with it in the, in the golf game and in the, in the, in the huge history of golf is that in 1961, five years after I was born, they took it off their own bylaws, so they recognized their own error, their own ways, and took it off. So many years they existed before. In '34, they came up with this bylaw that says Caucasian only, and then they in '61 they got rid of it. Now, when you look at the, the – I'm going to use the word the damage or the result of that. If you look at the golf right now, uh, and I'm, I'm doing the research on it because I'm, I'm turning in my scoring system to the world of golf – there are actually only—I'm mean, going to use, stay with blacks for a second. There are actually only seven blacks that actually, um, how can I say it, that was one won a tournament on the PGA Tour in all those years of the history of golf. Now, not suggesting that anything other than if you don't get the opportunity, you can't win. But when you had written in your bylaws that, and then got rid of it, and you recognizing the wrong that you did. I wish more corporations or more businesses or more industries would admit whatever it is that they feel is uh, 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 wrong and not having to have the legislators put those things on it to make it a bigger deal. Not than what it was, because I'm telling you, golf is a huge industry, as you guys know. Millions of people play the game of golf. And I'm just going to put it out there since I have the mic. My game Fulton 54, God's perfect score, is going to be a level playing field where everybody is going to start at the same time.
2: Well, sure. But and that's the know, key.
0: And I completely agree with you. But, so let's push this a little more.
2: There's a philosopher named Kai Nielsen, actually hails from Canada. Eh? Uh, but at any rate, he, in his book, Egalitarianism, he holds to what I'm going to call radical egalitarianism. Mm-hmm. He would argue, for example, at a company that everybody should be paid the same. So, but think of that. So that means no matter what your position, you would make the same amount of money. But some people clearly work harder than others. Some are more dedicated. Now, I believe that, you know, it ought to be a level playing field as far as the grid, if you will, or the matrix used um, uh, for assigning for pay. But what what if I said this? Let's try this one out. Or even a radical evolutionary view. Uh, he actually argued, now, uh, Today, it'd probably be someone like LeBron James or whomever, but I'd go back to the days of Michael Jordan, and I would say arguably still the best player ever. Um, but at any rate, let's just say we're talking about Michael Jordan and we, or someone of that caliber today, and we say, okay, well, they should only make 100000 a year. Uh, that's max. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. Well, because we have to give up uh, money from advertisements, oh, we'll pay them 125000 Uh, many people would protest. Many, many, many people. And they might say, well, I'm not Michael Jordan, you know, for them, and I'll never make that, but he shouldn't be limited. But you could say, well... But but he's nothing special. I mean, he he, he got the luck of this quote unquote evolutionary draw. It was, in other words, his talents were you can't say God given because they don't believe in God. Most evolutionists, but it's actually antithetical to Christianity. But at any rate, they'd say, well, look, it just he didn't choose his parents, and so his height and his his athleticism, uh, agility, that's all just given. And but someone might go, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, no, 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 he worked hard. This guy would like practice three throw throws and other shots hours and hours and hours on end. But then I just say, yeah, but that's only because his mother or his dad were really disciplined themselves, and they inculcated that into him. But he's really not praiseworthy. That's just his culture, once again, his immediate culture, even his family, his mom and dad, or his grandparents. They inculcated that in him, so he, so he's not praiseworthy for that. But see, if, I start, if, if you start being consistent, so I teach stuff, this stuff. So That's why we go through these so-called thought experiments. People don't believe this. They go, go, you're nuts. You know, the guy clearly, and people like that, can can and should make a lot more because they're incredibly talented. They bring in X amount of dollars into the NBA or whatever, and so they deserve an appropriate percentage of that. Uh, but again, they work hard. But again, if you're going to take these radical egalitarian arguments, then we need to be egalitarian on everything the devil, yeah. and nobody in their right mind, in fact, just nobody, period, is going to argue that
0: way. They only argue when it's convenience, like when people come in yes. with their rookie contracts and like that, like look, I look at my boy Larry Bird, Larry Bird, man, for the first uh whatever the contract he was under with the rookie contract, that man was so underpaid uh from what his talent was and what he did for the the team of boss i 'm only saying that Larry Bird because this, I remember this clearly when Larry and Magic came into the league, that man was paid like in the six hundred thousand dollar realm and they, when he finally got out of that contract, they had to boost his stuff up maybe about 15, 1,500 times just to get on the level where it was. So it just shows you that when you make a contract, you agree with it, you stick with it, then that's it. But that just mean that his value wasn't there ex, you know, exponentially.
1: And I think Craig right. made a good point. The fact that um, these, like let's just take Michael Jordan, uh, you have to look at the amount of money he's bringing in that's to that point. owner. That's the point, yeah and 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 everyone doesn't do that i mean if here's the thing if michael jordan wasn't there guess what those ticket sales would not be where they were and that owner is not making or that company is not making the amount of money it would be making if Michael Jordan is there, so it's a big Look, difference.
0: I'll never forget the guy I used to work with. I won't say his name. Uh, a major oil oil company in America. We were like his secret service. We had a seven thirty seven airplane where we fly around the world and with this executive and doing the uh, the big, the big meetings of the, the shareholders meetings. They would always make an issue about how many millions of dollars this guy is making. And, and, and my good boss, I'm just not going to say his name. Simply had a very uh, smooth way of saying. Listen, what I bring to this company and what you guys are paying me and what somebody else brings to this company and what you're paying them, do we really need to do the math? I mean, I'm I'm paraphrasing what he said, but it's the same idea. The man made billions of dollars for the company so to pay him millions versus me who's protecting him I'm not bringing billions dollars to this company. I'm only watching the guy that is bringing billion dollars to make sure he stays alive. No, pay that man. I mean, I mean that's the way I look at it. Pay the man that's bringing. Pay the person, the woman that's bringing in the chips for the whole team. If you, if you would. That's it, guys. All right. So uh, go ahead, go ahead, Craig. Final thought. Uh, no, I, no. I think Brian wants to say
2: something.
1: No, no. That was not me.
2: Oh, yeah. But again, so people people say this, but they when they they theorize this, but in reality, they won't do it. And and again, so you can say, for example, so we're we're going to make make an equitable situation in the NBA, and we're going to make it again, whatever the group of ethnic groups there are, we're going to make a, a a consistent percentage across the board. So you know, just say Samoan, whatever you consider an ethnic group, and. And and nobody believes that. No, nobody would practice that. And it's it's and it's not just a competitive aspect. And and on the other hand, uh, I'll argue I'll argue this way, with the transgender issue. Look at this Leah Thomas.
0: Oh, the the, the female swimmer, the who's, swimmer.
2: Who's, yeah. Yeah. Uh, University of Pennsylvania. Band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who was I think ranked 492nd ranked in the men's category, and now is number one. And these gals can't compete. I mean, I mean, this uh, person is winning all the time. Nobody can win against this person, and it's like, and, and that's somehow fair. So, what about the what about the gals who their whole life have wanted to be, you know, competitive swimmers and have wanted to be the best and win, you know, medals and competitions and even go to the Olympics and be the best? But now with this totally uneven playing field,
0: yes. I mean, it,
2: it, it's not possible. And I go, well. Gals, if you want that, knock yourself out. I mean, how is that fair? I mean, it, it's not – or could you imagine boxing or something or any physical sport where somebody comes in who has a higher level of testosterone? I don't care if they're taking, you know, uh, uh, medications to, to cut that down. They still have naturally have more. And, and it's not fair. I mean, that's why every field they go into, track and field, I mean, you name it, they, they completely dominate – and, and how is that fair to the gals who've trained and done their best and have, you know, n- not taken any of the illegal drugs like steroids and other, you know, enhancement-performing drugs that are, that are considered illegitimate for each, you know, the various sports? How is that fair? Well, you know what? okay with that?
0: You know, this. simply reminds me, and I know we're going on and on. But when folks, if you don't want to call in, I see the line. We have lines open at 888-995-5552. Call Eric; he'll set you up. But this just reminds me, Craig, of all we've been talking about is how God was so so against unbalanced scales so against it from the standpoint of money and the standpoint of saying things like, oh, 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 this, this product is not good, but then you you know get a cheaper price, but then walk away saying, oh, but the product was really that good. you know. In other words, cheating. In other words, cheating a situation. And so if life brought us like it has men being as the women being the weaker vessel, let's just put it that way, and be allowed to participate, then we, what we're basically going to do is – take over all, I mean, it'd be all, men would rule everything. And that women, I hear a bunch of women saying now, well, you guys already do. The problem is you better be careful of the so-called regulations you want about equality and equity and all that type of stuff. Because then you have this situation with transgenders and everybody else calling for the same thing. And you're going to get the unintended consequences
1: of what you want. See my. Well,
2: I would only see that as far as physical sports, perhaps not everything. because many and many, many women are clearly smarter. Than oh yeah,
0: no, I'm not even dealing with that intelligence thing because I, sure. I, I lose, well, Brian. <laughs>
1: uh, no, I, my my thing is if uh, I, I it would pertain to sports primarily, mm-hmm. but my okay, if you want to go down that that road, and my my thing is okay. Uh the sport you play, whether it 's male uh, uh, men 's basketball or women 's basketball mm-hmm. you can you would have to be and you know people you know i, I haven 't thought this through, but based on what your body part is, you can call yourself whatever you want right, right. How you can you, call, you can call yourself a male or female or if a male wants to be called a female a female that 's fine you can call what you want. But we're gonna whatever gonna go by, biologically what we're going to go by, we're going to go by biologically what you are. If you're biologically X, then you can only play women's sports. If you're biologically Y, you can only play uh, 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 the male sports. Yeah. So, look,
0: now, Craig, I'm sure that you know, what's what's the word for a person that's born with both of the uh, the genitalia? Uh, for the few people in the world that is born like that, if they want to step up and say, "I can go either way." That about, that's about the only thing I can think of off the top of my head that I would, I would, I I can say, you know what? Uh, they make an argument because I don't want to get into a thing where you're going to test the amount of chemicals and everything, even though they kind of do that in a lot of sports. But just off the top of our head, that's the only persons I would give that credence, okay, which way you want to go. You want to go this side, that side, because? And I don't even know if that's even fair because they maybe have a different whole biological makeup other than the physical genitalia. Craig, what are your thoughts about that? Because, I mean, I don't know how many people in the world are like that, but that's the only thing I would uh, make a a credence to.
1: What are you talking about? Craig, Craig, I'm sorry.
0: One of the terms called amaphrodite.
1: Amaphrodite,
2: yeah. So the the point is, well, I have thought about this because I do these things called thought experiments. People talk about concepts and ideas. And what I had said well, over the years, okay, then make a transgender class of swimmers or sports yes. for groups that believe they are, ha, identify as female. Because if you start doing chromosomes, well, that, they say that's irrelevant. So we don't need to go there. We'll just say, okay, what do you identify as? But let's say it's they were, at least I would argue biologically male, or, of course, it's it derogatorily referred to as cisgender What you were born. Um and then who who believe now that they identify as female, then make a special category for them. and They only compete against people in that category, same as those who uh, w- would say they were female, and now they're male. Now, some who say they vacillate, you can have that, or, or transgender, not just in the sense they've changed, but they have no gender, there's that, then make a category there, but have them competing in those type of categories, but again, like the swimming and other physical sports, uh, I mean, stop and think. It's not just swimming. It's every area that uh, guys who were at least born, I'm going to argue, I'm not going to play the game of the vocabulary, male, and and, and now identify as female, they they dominate. They're crushing it. It's not even close. It's not like, well, they win four out of five times or nine out of ten. They're just like blowing away. They're just dominating everything. And it's like, I'd go, women, you don't know, have a problem with that? You're okay with that? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, there needs to be con- some consistency, and and there's not.
0: It's not a Billie Jean King, Bobby Riggs type situation, and you know, this is uh, isolated situation, or even the people that think that certain races are more. Um, Superior, let's say, in this, in this area, then do you really want to get down to that and doing things like that? I mean, I, I mean I'm going to say it this way. I made a little joke at the uh, golf course with the ladies that uh, play on a particular day. They play their little their tournament and they had a championship. I said, you guys have a championship going on. That's a nice trophy over there. I said, you know what? Because the time's win, I said, ladies, now let me, I'm an ambassador out here. Let me say this. I'm identifying as a lady today and I want to play in you guys' uh, tournament. And I said no, 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 no! Never mind. Because if I lose, my male ego won't be able to take it. I did that just, you know, kind of start the conversation and and we got going into it. And they said we better never do that stuff in golf. We better never do that stuff in golf because it would be. We have handicaps in golf, obviously, but the issue is I made that joke to make a bigger point of how we need to really rethink or reimagine or reimagining things. When we start reimagining things, we're getting away from what naturally God has uh, put together, and then we get into all kind of crazy stuff. You're talking about woke up. Uh, no, it's actually we're going to sleep on it. We start calling, like Brian, you said a couple of weeks ago, bad things good and good things bad, and God said watch out for that time period that we are be in.
1: Oh, yeah, well, we're in it, believe me. Yeah. Believe me, believe me. Well, guys, what we're also in is I see,
0: the, I don't know if the people are on the line or not, because I see a next on there, Eric, uh, that somebody's on the phone or not. I can't, I can't really tell. We have one person, so I'm going to tell you. I don't know who it is, but I'm going to go ahead to him. We're going to take a chance. Uh, we have about five minutes left at the top of the, uh, top of the hour. Go ahead, Brent. What do you want to say? No, after that, we'll uh, we'll do a Facebook. You know, we're going to come to the top of the hour right. break. Well, let's see this. I'm taking a big chance in bringing up a person who's on the line. Who, who am I speaking with and what city are you calling from?
3: Yeah, this is uh Bob of West LA. I'm making a follow up call with you guys about a a church I was going to and they said there's no hell. You know? Oh yeah, this
0: from last week, Craig. Remember that? Uh Bob uh from was it from um not
3: West LA. Yeah, West LA, exactly, exactly. Well a little, little history on this church. Apparently uh it's a Baptist church and the father died and the son took over and once he started Teaching that there's no hell, uh, the church cleared out. There's only eight people in there. Okay. So I thought that's kind <laughs> probably, of had 10, chapters,
0: probably had ten thousand. Those Baptists probably had ten thousand. Now I'm you're down to eight. <laughs>
3: I was told it was up to two hundred, but I don't know. Right, right, right. I don't know what his dad was teaching. I'm just the second time there. So, but anyhow, that um, the pastor came up. To, or not it's not a pastor, but the guy teaching came up to me and said, "I appreciate you questioning me on John four 6, I may have to reevaluate my thinking. And I thought, well, okay, that's interesting. And then uh, during their service again today, they said, you know, homosexuals are going to make it to heaven. And after the service, I walked up to my friend and said, what about Corinthians 6-9? And he says, well, Corinthians and those parts of the Bible that weren't written by the apostles aren't really valid. (laughs) So... (laughs) <laughs> it's kind of hard for me to explain this to you because I really don't know where they're coming from, but it, it, it's it's kind of an odd situation. I'm not here to bash him or anything else. I'm just, uh, I'm calling you guys to try to iron all this out. Oh,
0: you're so, going to let uh, us bash him? Or you want us to bash him? Okay, I see.
3: No, no, I don't want you to <laughs> no, I'm bash I'm just playing.
0: I'm just playing with you about <laughs> You
3: know, I know. So I'm not here out of hate or anything. I'm just yeah. here trying to, you know, figure it out. And I, you know, like you guys recommend when you hear something you don't like, go read your Bible. and. You know, I had 15 or 16 verses printed up, and those were all valid. I was like, well, God, I don't know if I could go to a church where they're telling me parts of the canon is not valid. I mean, I'm there to learn about it, not to discredit it.
1: Indeed. Let, let me ask you a question, Bob. Words. If if What are your thoughts on if there is a homosexual who's struggling with homosexuality and is trying to— uh, Get out of that lifestyle but he's still in that lifestyle and he has trusted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in his life uh, and that person passed away do you think that person uh, would go to hell or go to heaven?
3: Well that's that's a real good question I sort of thought about that but what I think this is just me personally that it's a sin and it's no different for a homosexual or a heterosexual uh, sexual sin—it's the same thing. And um, if you look at Corinthians six nine, it says no. So, um, but that's a valid point. I mean, <laughs> I'm I'm a kind of a newer Christian, and and uh, you know I, I'm trying to learn about this stuff. But um, I think if somebody—I you know, was thinking about that tonight—if somebody ask God to forgive them the sins except Jesus Christ but you continue to sin but uh, but
1: but their heart is is they know it's wrong but they're struggling with that sin that's my point
3: well, but what John like said we're all born with sin and mm-hmm. uh, we gotta reject <clears throat> this sin uh, you know we're all born sinners I'm tempted to sin but I'm rejecting it because I'm trying to be a Christian
0: so, PC, we got about uh, three. We have about three minutes left to the top of our break, Bob. We, could, saying, take, no, no, we could take no, no. We could take you over, Bob. Bob, hold on. Uh, Bob, Bob, hold on one second. Can you hear me? Okay, Bob. Bob, can you hear me?
3: Yes.
0: Yeah. We have about two minutes left to the top of the hour. We're going to bring you over to the other side because this is important enough to deal with. You called last week about it. Um... So, do you have some thoughts to lead us into the, the, the other side. We can take a quick thoughts on you, maybe about 35, 40 seconds, and then uh, go on to the other side.
2: Well, you're, you're so quickly out of a bunch of thoughts, but first of all, that's called a form of hyper-dispensationalism. It's trying to bifurcate and make a distinction between the Gospels versus the epistles written by Paul and the others, and that's illegitimate. I mean, that 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 distinction is not there's no objective legitimate basis for it, but I can show them. I can show Bob even from the Gospels if you want to play that game. Not that he wants to, but there, someone's going to do that. I can show you. You can still find the same thing from in, in the Gospels themselves, such as Matthew five thirty thirty two or in Matthew nineteen one through nine and other passages.
0: So what we'll do, guys, is because we are coming to the top of our break, is to um, you know kind of set set it up whereby we have uh, we have about two minutes. We're gonna maybe break a little earlier and then come back a little earlier to uh, deal with this, this subject matter, the gospel, and any other questions. Since we got our technology together here, where we can actually see things on the on the air, even you, Craig, you, we actually see you now somewhat. Uh, so you're no longer in the spirit. We appreciate that. But ladies and gentlemen, listen Living by the Word Ministries, Bible Information Brokers. We're going to deal with the questions as you call in at 888 Call Eric right now. He has some open lines. He want to get you set up for those calls. 888 or everything else is Bible Info Brokers. But during the break, why don't you go to our Facebook page if you have access to Internet or even go to our um, uh, .com website address and send us a question by way of email or Facebook. Let's use all these platforms that we have. Everything is Bible Info Brokers. Bible Info Brokers for those formats, other formats that we have so you can send your question in. Other than that, simply call Eric right now. I see him over there. He's ready to receive your phone call. Triple eight nine nine five. Five 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 two triple eight nine nine five 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 two. Gabe, let's take a break a little earlier right now and we'll come back a little earlier to deal with the rest of the broadcast.